You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 87. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow the show's account at how does underscore she do it on Twitter and Instagram as well. And if you want to send me an email, email Tiffany at how does she do it podcast.com. And I want to say thank you as always for your five star ratings and reviews in the Apple podcast app. If you haven't had a chance to do so, just search in the podcast app for how does she do it? Look for the episode or the show with Tiffany Sutherland and scroll down and leave your five star rating and review. And if you want to join the email list, you can text how does she do it as one word to 444-999. Again, that's how does she do it as one word to 444-999 and you will be added to the email list. And now let's get into this week's episode. I should apologize for my voice because I am coming down with a cold, so I wanted to make sure I recorded this episode before my voice gets a lot more scary than it already is. So if you listened to last week's episode, episode 86, I mentioned Michael Hyatt's book called Your Best Year Ever, and through the book, he shares his five-step process for setting goals and really doing way deeper thinking both before you set the goals and after you actually set the goals because the goal setting is only one step of this process. The rest of it involves completing your past as he calls it, what I like to call closing the loop on some of the experiences that you've had. He also talks about the importance of your mindset and the importance of understanding your why and motivators behind your goals. And also, what are some of the things that you can do to set yourself up for success? So he has these things that he calls activation triggers that you basically anticipate some of the obstacles that you may face and prepare for those obstacles in advance so that when you face the difficulty or when you're faced with something that may cause you to go against the initial direction of pursuing your goal, that you will have a plan already in place so you don't have to spend mental energy or willpower trying to make a decision because you've already made it in advance. But what I promised to do last week is what I'll do today is walk you through some of the answers to the seven reflection questions that he proposes when he talks about going through what he calls the after action review. So I want to read those questions to you. The first question is, how did you see the past year going? Question number two, what were your plans, dreams, or concrete goals if you had any? Number three, What disappointments or regrets did you experience this past year? Number four, what did you feel you should have been acknowledged for but weren't? Number five, what did you accomplish this past year that you were most proud of? And number six, what were you, what were two or three specific themes that kept recurring? And last but not least, what were the major life lessons you learned this past year? 
So I won't bore you with my answers to all of those questions. And if you want to see those questions written, if you go to the show notes for episode 86, I put these questions in the show notes for episode 86. But for me, the questions that I really wanted to share answers to was how did I see this past year going? Well, when I started this year, quite frankly, I had the vision and the goal of earning enough money in my business to replace my current income. That was my my main goal going into this year. And the reason I wanted I set that goal was because I wanted to see how well I could perform in my business. What could I do to start generating consistent income that was in line with the services that I wanted to offer in my business? And there are so many different things that I did in the process of that, and I won't go into the nitty-gritty details, but I will say that I saw this year being very, very successful, and I had these really great plans and these great expectations and was really encouraged to stretch myself and think big and bolder than I had before. I mentioned before that I was part of a mastermind that really encouraged this kind of thinking. And it really stretched me in a lot of different ways. And so kind of leading into question two is what were the plans, the dreams and concrete goals that I had? Like I said, I wanted to be able to earn at least my current income in my business, which again, was a very, very lofty, lofty goal. I wanted to quadruple my email list. I wanted to go from being very busy in my business to being very productive. I wanted to increase my podcast numbers and increase the consistency of my podcast episode. And all of these things or episodes, I should say, And so most of these goals, as you can see, are related to my business because honestly, when I started this year, I did not set very many goals for myself in any other really realm in my life other than I would say relationship goals and that is something that is uh, that I've learned is very much out of my control. And I will talk about that. Maybe what I'll do is host like an after hour show where we can kind of talk about the relationship aspect of things, because that I have I have stories for days and days and days about that. But anyway, so some of the goals, some of the dreams I had was really seeing, looking, going after these these metrics and these numbers and these measurements and really pushing myself and pushing my business in another way. And like I said, I didn't really think about many other, many other, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Many other domains in my life besides my business. And I would also say that I did set goals related to my improving my relationship with Christ and really spending more time in scripture and understanding more about what Bible actually says about who I am and who God is and what is God's character. But that I wouldn't, I would say that that goal more evolved over time than it was something that I really, really thought as specifically as I did about my business in relation to the way that I set goals related to my relationship with Christ. So along those lines, I set timelines for when I wanted to see certain things happen in my business. I mentioned on the podcast before that my program Elevate Your Career Academy was something that I tried to launch twice this year. And so that was along the concrete plans that I had, the goals that I set in the business was to launch this this group coaching program. But what I didn't know is that I started off the year in, I didn't start off the year in a position that would allow 
allowed me to launch something successfully. And that is why I ended up with the two failures that I had over the course of the year. And that's something that I think I'll be willing to talk about on another episode because I don't want to go into the details of that now. But what I learned in hindsight, and maybe I should save this, the learnings for episode or for question seven, which is what are the lessons learned? What are the lessons that you learned in the last year, which will actually be episode 88, because I want to talk about explicitly some of the lessons that I learned over the course of the year. But all that to say, I've learned so very much from the failures that I had, and I do not regret setting very, very high standards or high goals. I recognize the that they were beyond risky as which is one of the the measures that Michael Hyatt recommends for setting the goals they bordered on unrealistic and I think I believe the hype about setting these kind of unrealistic goals they gassed me up a little bit and they set me up for for a little disappointment that said it's fine because I'm okay, right? I'm fine now. But in hindsight, I will recognize how to stretch myself and set a goal that is risky, but not unrealistic. And there's a difference. That's a nuance that I want you as you're thinking about your own goals. What's risky? What's stretching you? What's pushing you? What's going to force you out of your comfort zone? But are you are you setting a goal that's completely unrealistic? Are you saying that I'm going to run a marathon in two weeks, right? That's a little unrealistic. That goes well beyond risky. So I want you to think about that as you're setting your old goals. Um, the third question and the one that I think I am going to answer here is, and I'm kind of doing this on the fly, I'm not going to lie, because there are, obviously these reflections are very personal, but I wanted to share my process in this because I want to encourage you to do this yourself. Some One of the quotes that I've come across recently is that we don't learn from experience we learn from reflecting on experience. And so I share my own reflecting on experience in the hope of encourage you to reflect on your own. I want to encourage you to reflect on your own experiences so that you can learn from them and then be able to carry the learnings forward. So the third question, what disappointments or regrets did you experience this past year? I would say the regret that I had is... I regret making decisions out of fear and out of feelings of inadequacy or lack. And I can say that I joined certain, I spent money on certain sort of self-development or business development programs for the sake of feeling like I needed to have that information. When in reality, I didn't actually need to spend money on that thing. I spent the money because I felt like I was missing something as opposed to feeling a genuine desire to learn that thing. And I want you to understand and get that nuance. Sometimes we do things out of the wrong spirit and the wrong spirit attaches to sometimes the outcome or the output that we put into that thing, right? So are you doing something because you actually want to do it and you feel that this is a real worthwhile investment? Or are you doing it because you're afraid that you're missing out on something? And the energy and the spirit with which you do that thing is going to reflect the way that you started that thing. So I want you to be mindful of the, the way that you approach something, the way that you do something. 
And the other thing that I would say is that I approached my, I approached my relationship life in a very similar way this year. And at a certain point, I realized that that's not how God wants me to roll. Like he wants me to recognize that I have life and I have it more abundantly because I am in Christ. And that doesn't mean abundance in the sake of, in the sense of rather having things. It does mean though, an abundant perspective and an abundant approach to the way that you walk and show up in life because we are joint heirs in Christ. And so when you make that shift, that is a, that's a huge, huge deal. And that was something that I had to come talking about. One of the questions is the recurring themes that was a recurring theme that kept coming up for me was really recognizing my need to show up more fully in faith, not showing up in half step faith, not showing up in a little bit of belief, not showing up in kind of having confidence in Christ, not showing up in a little bit of, oh, I think this could go my way, but just showing up strongly in faith. And I guess I'll just roll into answering the question number six, which was the two or three specific themes that kept recurring. The first theme that I identified that kept recurring for me was letting go of my need and sense of having control. And recognizing that God is God for a reason, that it is not my responsibility to try and control how things go in my life. It is my responsibility to be obedient. It is my responsibility to make use of the things that he has given me, but it is not my responsibility to control my outcomes. It is not my responsibility to run ahead of him and expect that I know how the next six steps of my life are going to go. It is not my responsibility to dictate how how I want a particular relationship or a particular transaction or a particular particular just experience to go. It is my responsibility to show up open hands. Open hands is something that I came across this year is this, this idea of showing up, being willing to First of all, serve with open hands, serve with whoever in whatever capacity I am blessed to be able to, but also open hands to receive whatever God has for me and also open hands to give whatever he needs me to give of myself, of my resources, of my time, of my energy. So thinking about letting go and opening my hands to him to say in surrender, really, Lord, have your way with me, have, have me do what you would have me do remove me from a situation remove someone from me from my life right all of these different things so this is a very self-acknowledging I'm being very rambly here but this is really me honestly kind of some of this is is me reflecting right now in the moment of what uh, of what some of the 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 perspectives that I have on some of these questions so I've written my answers down but as I'm talking I'm having some new revelations so hopefully you are enjoying my stream of consciousness consciousness here so jumping back a bit to question five it asks, what did you accomplish this past year that you were most proud of? And I have to say, I am most proud of launching Elevate Your Career Academy. 
I am so grateful to have had the five women join the program who were just so ready to dive into really elevating their careers, getting close to their own experiences, getting close to their own greatness, and really doing some of the hard work to figure out how to articulate what they want, articulate who they are, and articulate the career that they that they want for themselves. And as I mentioned, this was this is a journey that started years ago for me and to been able to really push through in spite of my own failure, in spite of the craziness that the the third and fourth quarter of this year ended up turning out to be to turn out and have an eight week program be the success that it was. It is extremely gratifying and it really showed me so much about the potential that I have really to do the work that I know God has purposed me to do, but really also to help create true transformation in people through helping them open up and see the possibility within themselves. Because it's not about something that something so magical about me per se, but it's about being able to unlock the the something magical that exists within you already. That's the work that I do. That is what I am most proud of. And I'm most proud of being able to walk proudly in what I am able to do and not be afraid to say, I help women learn to leverage their strengths so they can maximize their career success. I'm extremely proud to offer that. I'm extremely proud to be able to say that it took me years of iterating and trying and failing and starting and stopping and saying I wanted to be a life coach to starting even this podcast, talking about all kinds of things to really getting very directed, talking about personal and professional development from a faith-based perspective perspective and not shying away from that and helping people know that I help you in your careers and I'm going to talk about Jesus while I do it. And I might throw in some Jay-Z references here or there, right? That is something that I'm extremely proud of. I spent a lot of money on business development. I spent a lot of money on personal development. I've invested in myself, I should say, but I point that out because sometimes you have to invest in yourself to see the results that you are looking for. You have to invest in someone else being able to help you unlock that potential inside of you before it will be able to come out because you can spend all the time in the world inside your own head, thinking this, trying that, piecing together free out opportunities and free workshops and free workbooks and all those things because I've done that, but I recognize that there is real value in investing in people who know what they're doing. There is real value in investing in people who are world-class at their gift that such that they can help you unlock what you are world-class at and they can help you demonstrate and walk in the thing that God has gifted you with or the things that God has gifted you with, I should say. So that is what I am most proud of. I'm most proud of being able to invite five women to Elevate Your Career Academy and complete Elevate Your Career Academy and now get ready to put together the second cohort of Elevate Your Career Academy set to go live in first quarter of 2019. Like, how awesome is that? When I started this year, I did not have that together. I had the seed for it, but that seed was sitting on top of the dirt, had not been watered, had not been cultivated. And through lots of trial and error, lots of hard conversation, lots of tears, lots of getting ready to give up, it came to fruition and that is really i have to give glory to god there because it was it was his it was his 
it was his nudging that kept me going. It was his gift that allowed me to even have the ability to bring this to fruition. It was his, his carrying me through the journey of my own life that made this possible. And so I want to thank you for whether you joined the, the cohort or not, for listening to this podcast, for jumping into this experience at any point, whenever you have, and believing in me enough to ride with the journey and download this episode. So if this is your first episode, I appreciate you. This is an unusual episode for the podcast, but I appreciate you nonetheless. So hopefully you'll come back for episode 88. So thinking about question seven, which reads, what were the major life lessons you learned this past year? I will answer that question in episode 88, and I will spell out I haven't decided how many lessons I'm going to share with you in that episode, but I'm going to share at least some of the list of the lessons that I've created. And I can tell you right now, I have a list that currently has seven lessons on it. So I might go longer. I might only share a few from that list, but I want you, as you've listened to me kind of stream of conscious talk about some of my reflections on this year, I want to encourage you to really take time to do these reflections on your own and to really answer these questions for yourself. Because what I found and what Michael Hyatt posits in his book and what a lot of people, what we kind of know about life is that you learn when you reflect on your experiences. And I mentioned that quote earlier in this episode, we don't learn from experiences, we learn from reflections on our experiences. And we have to do that work because if we are really serious about setting goals that we can actually attain in 2019, then it's important for us to know where we were in 2018 and why things worked or why things didn't work. What are the things that you are really proud of or what are the things that you kind of hoped went differently? What are some of the things that you were disappointed by? Like these questions, they ask you these questions, these, these very specific types of reflections because it is those things that will then be able to help springboard the way that we think about how we set up our goals for 2019. And I highly recommend you you checking out at least some resource, if it's not this reflection resource or it's not this book, some other goal setting resource so that you're not just kind of freestyling it on your own because what often happens is most people set goals and most people don't set don't actually reach their goals in meaningful ways. People set New Year's resolutions but then they don't actually reach those goals and they don't actually fulfill those New Year's resolutions because they didn't actually build up the system around how to make sure that those things would become their reality. And again, it's not to say that every goal you set is you're always going to reach it, but I think that there are ways to improve the likelihood that you reach and achieve more of your goals. That's what I'm trying to do, at least in my life. That's what I want to hope you do in yours. I want to help you do in yours. And I want you to believe for as you as you go into the new year, because we are not as children of God meant to live in mediocrity. We're not meant to live and just exist. We are meant to have amazing lives and amazing experiences on this earth and that but when I say that I don't mean that we are meant to have perfect lives I don't mean that trouble won't come our way I don't mean that we won't experience heartache but I do mean that we are meant to be able to to experience a life that is full and that is joyful and that is peaceful and that we we center around our relationship and our identity in Christ and then build on the other amazing things that he has on us from there. So 
I hope that you enjoyed episode 87 of How Does She Do It? I look forward to catching you next week on episode 88 when I share my lessons that I learned in 2019 in this uh, 33rd year of my life. And so, oh, did I say 2018? or 2019. Anyway, the lessons I learned in 2018 as I roll into 2019. So if you want to connect with me on social media, I am at Tiff South and that's Tiff with two F's. And if you have not left a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app, I would greatly, greatly appreciate if you did so. Um, And I'm going to stop talking now because it is clear that my Uh, health is dwindling the longer I keep talking on this episode. So until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.